Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, my co-creator, co-host, cockend, Christopher William Glasson. Um, you was banging on a moment ago. I weren't really listening. Got a snotty nose. Yeah, and also, that's why she've introduced right. me, co-host and cockend. It's not, yeah, it's not going it? become a thing, you know. Well, no, co-host, co-creator. I've just no, got I all think, the C's no, on my brain. I think our listenership will be right. able to like, fucking piece that tapestry of wit together. Um, also, cunt. I'd like to just point out, who's us slagging on? Catastrophic <laughs> catastrophe. <laughs> who's us slagging you off to the other day? Screw. Yeah, I was Pip. slagging you off to Pip, obviously. Yeah, there you go. So, when I was at UFC and you were sitting there watching it, I thought, I bet them pair of cunts are ripping <laughs> me apart. Was. Just, je- just jealousy. <laughs> Although Pip's decided that he never wants to go now because he just prefers watching it on his like forty foot TV screen that he's got indoors. Um, what's he really? What you don't want to go out and I have know, fun? Unbe- that surprises me. He's, su- he's, su- he's such a fun, uh, a fun guy. I won't I'm surprised tell you the things that. he's been invited on, but he's been invited on like shows on TV by people. And they're like, "Come on!" And he's like, "I'm not any fun." No, he's not. Um, What's he slagging you off about? He'd be good on the masked singer. That he could just put like a load of stuff on and no one would know who he was. Maybe um, he could put that hat on, that papier-mâché of himself that they had for that single they released. Um, That's a good. Don't idea. ask me what one. Uh, what should we slagging you off about? That your 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 new catchphrase when we finish a podcast is, "I'm going to press stop, but don't go anywhere." Yeah, I love that one. Oh, like, he says it all the time now. Like it's like it was. It was. A, it's been a natural evolution of you that being a catchphrase, and me thinking every time you say it, me wanting to sabotage it now. So it's, it's literally on five hundred episodes <laughs> of Off the Beaten Track, and I mean five hundred. Like yeah. Well, it, uh, what happens is, and I don't want this to happen with today's guest, who, uh, who, who we will introduce in a sec, um, is, is you get to the end of the podcast and you say, "Oh, like, uh, well, thanks ever so much for guesting." See you later. Um, Bye. And then the guest presumes that that's yeah. the end of the podcast and just shuts yeah. the laptop. And it's like, no, it's just the end yeah. of the episode. We obviously then want to press up and yeah. thank them off off recording. Thank them off. And then thank them right off. And uh, it's normally them parts that we then sort of 
just go like, um, yeah, some of that stuff you said was really inappropriate. <laughs> um, we didn't realise you was quite that yeah. racist. Uh, <laughs> we can't release this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, before we, um, the, the last thing we need to do before we um, mm. introduce today's guest is, um, is, is talk about our sponsors. Mm. So um, our sponsors, um, we'll, we'll kick off with um, a fellow podcast. Well, we're both podcasters mm-hmm. now, actually, mm. but um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk firstly about the Say What podcast. Um, they are. Which is hosted by Notorious FAWT, uh, the Big Papa J, uh, and occasionally you do get a, 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 a guest appearance from Lady P. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they're doing. Before, well, I, don't, I know exactly what they're doing before they press record, uh, and it's Dream apparent. Uh, it's very apparent. There's drinking. Uh, I, I think there might be an exotic cigarette mm. being passed around. Wacky backy. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking it might These be the rebels, case. I mean, they're um, like, they should grow the fuck up because they're like, yeah. well over, well into their forties now. They've got no right smoking spliffs. Oh, they ain't far off their fifties, mate. Shameful. Grow up. I bet, I bet, I bet. Yeah. Justin doesn't always pull his jeans up. I bet you can sometimes see the top of his boxers as well. I don't think you so. Reckon? He's a little man. <laughs> he's, he's he's got like he's got a funny little body. So I, I think like yeah, he spends a few quid on his jeans, yeah. like yeah. and uh, and 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 I, I reckon like yeah, I've, I've never seen his pants. No, <laughs> I've seen yours. <laughs> Who hasn't? The whole the whole yeah. of uh, the, the Avanti West Coast train line saw my my pink elephant boxer shorts the other day <laughs> when I dropped an earphone on the floor and bent down to pick it up and I thought, wow, I've li- I've exposed myself to a lot of scousers here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's our other sponsor? Uh, it's it's uh, Renshi Simon Jones and the Sama uh, Karate Academy, who has indeed now. Not only going to be lining up a, a new self-defence class for us all to uh, participate very soon, after the, off the back of the uh, previous women's self-defence class, um, he's decided to team up with um, PC Leon McLeod uh, to do their own yes. podcast. Uh, solve yeah, nothing. Yeah, solve nothing. Sign Leon, solve nothing. And it's basically based around, um, as far as uh, uh, Leon explained to me the other day, Every all the calendar's filled with a, a, a variety of different days. Uh, so it could be National Pancake Day or Self Love Day, blah blah blah. And they're gonna do a deep dive on each one of those days, and it's probably gonna end disastrously. Uh, they've invited us on there, so that's a that's a guarantee. I said for Self Love Day, I'll do it on masturbating. So I'm more than happy to to give them, you know, maybe even do a crossover and do my top five wanks. I don't think I've ever done that, so. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean the the podcast community's been <laughs> they crying really, out for, they that really for ages. Have. They really have. No, everyone's been having these sleepless <laughs> nights. You know, partners have been going, "What's the matter?" Do you know what that uh, that fucking idiot from our call listing? Which one, Chris? Um, the wanker. He, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he he hinted once when he actually did do a tally and worked out he'd had over, was it over 30,000 <laughs> yeah. wanks? It did keep some people up because people approached me in nightclubs about this. <laughs> well, we, we don't think you've had 30,000 wanks. I'm like, mate, have you travelled all the way to London to tell me that something I said on the podcast is, is total guesswork? Fantastic. Uh, 
Fantastic. Well, um, go check out, um, go to Summer Academy. Just search Summer Academy on Instagram and uh, and go follow the podcast. Uh, go follow uh, Leon McLeod because yes, they're both dear friends people. of this podcast and uh, and they've come together. Again, it's just another lovely thing that the Patreon mm-hmm. community has done. It's thrown these people together. If you're not a patron of this podcast, um, we put out a lot more stuff over there. You get all your episodes um, up front um, and free. You get to watch them um you get to watch them all uh, as well if you like watching mm. videos of the episodes and you get a standalone episode each week as well. And you get access to the back catalogue of probably over 400 episodes that have never been released to the public. And we generally tit about a little bit more over get on Things Patreon. get a little bit so, more blue uh, sometimes, don't they? Yeah, yeah, we F and Jeff and all <laughs> of that. But... Um, Anyway, there'll be lots of blue and lots of Evan and Jeff in at this year's Fringe Festival, and uh, and that ties us into introducing today's guest. We've had a, a lovely run of uh, chats with ace comedians, and we have one with us today, Tom Mayhew. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. good you're right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking forward to talking about my top five wanks. <laughs> Fantastic. Ah. Yes. Blowing you out of water. <laughs> Tom, I don't want to freak you out. I'm an- oh, go on. Sorry. Go on. Fire away. Mm-hmm. You go on, you go on, I'm sorry, I don't want to freak you out. You're like, no, I need to hear this straight away. <laughs> <Let's> not. <laughs> um, you might not remember this, but we, which I completely understand, so there's no pressure. I actually met you once, um, probably about uh, pre-COVID. Uh, but I, The fear uh, <laughs> on Tom's face right now is incredible. Um, I had gone to see a, Jordan Gray had done a little pilot for something. And I went to watch it with my cousin. And then uh, Jordan, we all met in a pub somewhere in London once. So when when Tom said we got you, and it was very brief, but um, yeah, I just when when she said we we've got you coming on the show, I thought ah, I mean I met Tom not that well, a hundred years ago. So yeah, uh, I made such an impression that it's only taken six years <laughs> to go. Let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Have, you, have you been waiting? Have you been waiting by the phone? Like Chris will call me. He's going to call me. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's so, so many, so many uh, letters I've been sending you. You know, faxes, all the, all the up to date stuff. <laughs> well, you've had plenty of time. I've just had another great wank <laughs> that might have made the top five. When can I come on? <laughs> I mean, I want to talk more about your top five wanks, but like, is it like your your favourite five things to wank over, or just like your top five that you've ever done? I think, ah, oh, even low. I could. Uh, do you know what, mate? It's so there's levels to it, really, isn't there? Because even location. <laughs> Even locations, yeah, it's pretty high. Even right, locations yeah. would be would be one hell of a. Well, you be you be very open about your little office when you had that time. <laughs> yeah, was it in yeah, your dad's office? Dad's office. He's off on a on a um, on a in, in like like he, he had an office on like an industrial site, and this is this is the barefaced cheek of a fifteen year old who's you know just discovered masturbating. His office, he'd gone out. And the office door was open, and which which I means I was facing like oh, people I'm walking through the corridor. The zoom has frozen and I was just supposed I was at his desk. Uh, literally, as Chris, it's actually frozen on Chris's face, looking like it's a money shot as well. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was at his desk, and I was supposed to be doing his uh, his, his VAT books. That all just sounds like an absolute disaster of a choice for my father. But yeah, there's other spots as well, other little. Hideouts that I used to like to wank in, so I don't know. Please don't call them hideouts. <laughs> That's so sinister. What, what's, what's the wank? Tom. What's the wank of protest? Like, were you supposed to be doing his VAT and you just wanked over and went, "There you go, mate." Was that what you did? <laughs> yeah, 
I've got. Um, I've never been too good at maths, Tom. So I just figured <laughs> I'd just jizz over the like the, the VAT column and just smudge it a bit, yeah. and then yeah, I'd just say, "Oh, sorry, Dad." Yeah, that's like a sexy yeah, protest, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I don't know what inspired that mass wank. Yeah, an yeah. erection. <laughs> it's yeah. usually it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom, um, what is your top five going to be today, mate? Um, I have gone for. Well, I don't know if it's top five or bottom five, but like either top five or bottom five millionaire bell ends. Oh, that is such wow. a good fantastic, top five, fantastic. Oh. Amazing. I mean, the criteria for this is pretty straightforward, right? Loaded and a cunt. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. What, what inspired this? Is it? Is anything you've seen recently and you've just been like, oh, I've had enough? Yeah, I'm just the just world. I've just seen the world, mate, and it's fucked. So, you know, we just sort it out. <laughs> yes, fair comment. Absolutely. Right, fair, it doesn't feel, doesn't feel like there's more than a few weeks that go by when there's not a rich person being a cunt, so... Mm. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Let's them count down. them down. What are we going to go from out of the five, the least most bell piece to the most bell piece, or is it just they're all equally bell ends? Well, I mean, they are all equal bell ends in a sense, but maybe it's best to go from the least to the most just to give the podcast a sense of uh, momentum yeah. and jeopardy. Bit of climax. Sorry, back to yeah, back like- to wanking. Please. <laughs> number five please tom number five i've gone from the i'll do that again uh, number five i've gone from i've gone from that's not the right word okay number five i've gone for the sort of og millionaire bellend scrooge oh ah fantasy bellend not seen yeah. that one coming i thought he was gonna go straight for some cunt on a yacht <laughs> um he probably had a yacht yeah yeah. Are you are you like me? Because whenever I think of Scrooge, I think of Michael Caine in the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes, I Does do. Does anyone think of another Scrooge? Well no, I know everyone thinks of Michael Caine in the Muppets, but that's a um yeah. that's a I don't like it because it makes me like Scrooge. But the, yeah. Scrooge, like proper Scrooge. He was just a bit of a dickhead, wasn't he? And they do the whole bit where they go, oh, at the end, he was a nice guy. But, like, if you've been an arsehole for 50 years, you don't just get and buy someone a turkey and suddenly everyone loves you. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it took, like, three ghosts to make him not That's be a real prick. effort, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's a lot of effort, isn't it, to, to, to kind of... Uh... Why were they trying to convince him to be nice? Like because he he obviously was professionally at a high level of being a total mm. cunt. Like why 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 if you've got three guests that can like ramp in like you know with with, with some advice and and change things like why mm. why waste all of that ghost energy on Scrooge and also Chris when we were talking about Scrooges I could see in your confused face you just had the word Scrooge McDuck. Oh fucking that's freaking me out so much. I knew you did. <laughs> No, you, you did. How, I could see how it. How you know me that voice. well? Oh God! Oh, that's really weirded me out, Stewards. That has really freaked me out. Like we've never spoke about Scrooge McDuck. Like, how would you know that that was one? Oh, I've gone red. Oh, it's like Darren Brown's on the podcast. Also. 
<laughs> I mean, Scrooge McDuck could also be on the list because yeah. he's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. He's got those weird, like, what are those things that he has on his feet that rich people wear? Uh, Shoes. <laughs> you know, like, is it, are they called spats? You know those weird, like, yeah, it, clothy things? Like the, the, white clothy things? Yeah. That's when you've yeah. got real money, isn't it? When you wear spats. Yeah. Well, he, and he always did a thing where he kind of dived into a load of gold, and that's gonna like that's gonna fuck up his beak, right? <laughs> like, surely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Can you can you get a beak transplant if you got that much money? I'm sure you can. Just get a gold plated beak, be like Goldie. He's, Just have yeah. your own like gold beak. He's probably got yeah. He's probably got a solid gold beak. Yeah. That he dives into yeah. gold with his solid gold beak, like. Yeah, Scro- Tom, what- Scrooge McDuck. He could be number five as well. <laughs> Put them together. All Scrooges. Bill. Bill Murray, Tom, Scrooge. What, what would you? Oh, good point. No, he, he was. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's an annual Christmas watch for me. That is, I, I have to. Watch, it's not Christmas if I haven't seen Scrooge. Tom, what kind of sort of probation did you want to see Scrooge do <laughs> instead of? You know, just buy a turkey. It feels like, you know, you feel like let down that he's just yeah. fast-tracked to forgiveness. Yeah. Like, w- would there have been a process that you would like to have seen him endure? Uh, maybe like a prison sentence for a bit, maybe, <laughs> just to really, you know, make him live on not much food and in really horrible conditions. So he he lives in poverty for a bit and maybe he can go through that. Maybe have that for a few years. Um, then there should be some sort of thing where all of his money does go to good causes. Because like you can buy a turkey, but he's still minted. He's still going to have so mm. much money. So I think they should take all of his money off him. Uh, yeah. Like what they did with Farage recently. Just close his bank account um, mm. and just really piss him off and just spend it on on nice stuff. He bought that turkey just out of the interest, didn't he? He didn't even have to dip into his own pocket there. I mean, also, he bought a turkey on Christmas Day. It's going to be proper reduced. It's not even that generous. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good yeah. point. It very definitely good point. had one of those yellow reduced stickers on it, I guarantee. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Also, who was open on Christmas Day? <laughs> very good point. You'd like. have to shop around, yeah. wouldn't you? Like, I think I tried to go and get, I think I had to go and like, get like a couple of bottles of like, uh, Coke Zero on Christmas Day for some people that were coming out over, with you, treating your guests. And like, <laughs> well, no, it was one of them like you know slip ups where we bought everything else, yeah. and then it was like we've got no soft drink for people that aren't drinking. So I, was like, I better go and get some. Hmm. I was just driving around, <laughs> and like, do you know what I'd like to have seen? Some of the people in like the area that I live in, and maybe the better parts of where I live, like that are minted. I'd love to have just seen them sort of like running down the street in like a nighty with like one of them little like night hats on as well, <laughs> and uh, with just a massive fucking turkey and like one of them big bottles of like champagne, like the proper fucking yeah. large yeah. ones, just like running down to like the estates and uh, just ready to redeem themselves. Real life Scrooges, that'd be great. Alan Sugar just like has been pulled from his bed. He ain't even fucking slept in his pants. He's naked, and uh, and and he's running through some fucking proper fucking bleak northern hours in his states. And uh, what would you want if Alan Sugar turned up at your house with his piece out? Right, he's just been pulled out of bed. Right, there's three ghosts. Like I don't know what ghosts have gone to see him, um, and and they've just like and and Sugar's rocked up. What would you want in Sugar's sack? What would you want from him, <coughs> Tom? I'll start with you, mate. An explanation? Can I? Can I get that? 
No time to explain, Tom. I'm here. I've got a sack of goodies. What do you want? Um, okay. Can I host the next series of The Apprentice? Uh, oh, for fuck's sake, Tom. Look, this is not how this is rolling, all right? Look, do you want an Xbox? Yeah, I love an Xbox, yeah. I mean, do you mean like right. a, a new Xbox? I don't want a really shit one from like 2005. I've just been the cash converters and I've, ju- I've just... It's <laughs> <laughs> got fucking cobwebs all over it. Job. I wouldn't accept real <laughs> yeah. cream off him. I bet he's got buckets of that shit. Like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. I don't want like... I don't want a... Wait, hold on. What's, why is... <laughs> Why why is Alan Sugar become some sort of weird naked Santa Claus? <laughs> I don't know. Oh dear, oh dear. Alan Sugar does look like a ball sack that's had a vet that's had his pubes very yeah. tightly permed, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's a strange looking fella. Strange is there any, anything fella. else with Scrooge that um sort of like is is made his way onto this list? Is there anything like he's done in particular that stands out? as to why you think Shrews deserves a spot on this list above all the other pricks? I guess he, he just is, you know, a lot of the time he is such a like, historical prick in fiction that he's become <laughs> the, the the legend that people go to. Like if someone's been a bit stingy, you go, oh, you're a bit of a Scrooge. Yeah. And it's like, you must be a proper twat to have your name used as a, yeah. as a word to describe ourselves. Like, very good. No one, goes, no, no one goes, you're a Scrooge, and you go, oh, thanks, mate. Like, no one's right. going to be happy about that. He's a temp- mm. he's the template for many of the other dicks that you're probably going to talk about. So, yeah, uh, that's a very fair justification. Shall we, uh, shall we go four. on to number four? Yes, um, number four is uh, it's a, it's a recent one. Uh, you might have heard about him in the news, uh, and you were talking about people who owned yachts. This guy didn't own a yacht; he did own a submarine. Um, this is Stockton Rush. Uh, oh God, yeah. Well, good shout out, man. Well, yeah. Uh, well, was yeah. Stockton Rush one of the guys in the little submarine that blew up? Yes, he was the CEO. Mm. He was the big, big cheese right. behind it. Yeah, yeah. What a good, what a good one to shout out, Tom. What's what? Well, how do you feel about that whole thing? What what makes what makes him you know so prominent for you at the moment? Other than the fact his submarine exploded and he dragged a load of people to their deaths, it was just the incredible ignorance of the man, sort of being like, "Oh, I know better than health and safety regulations. I know better than fucking scientists." And there's a lot of billionaires who seem to know or seem to think they know better than scientists. And it's nice that he was proven wrong. And and you had people sort of being like, "Oh, you can't celebrate someone's." Death. It's like when people weren't doing that, but you, you can enjoy hubris. You can enjoy sort of justice and and someone you know getting the just desserts because mm. that's that's what films are. That's mm. what theatres are. You enjoy the bandit getting mm. their comeuppance, mm. and you know it's. It. I don't think it was people going, "Oh, we're glad he's dead." It was people going, "Oh, well, he probably was asking for it because he sounded like a bit of an idiot." Yeah. And you're right, like he, what he, I mean, it's obviously a tragedy and a lot of people will mirror the sort of thing that person that they feel most got heart wrenched about is the, the young lad who went on there who kind of didn't really want to be part of it, but kind of got strong arm, like kind of, dad was very much like, come on, let's do this. He's like, uh, I don't know. And, but the, the thing that made me sad, Tom, was just when you read Stockton Rush has just got that classic, like, you know, people would say to him, I, "This is this is 
you you you're, you're ignoring safety procedures and da 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 and, and and his attitude to it was like you're you're just you're standing in the way of I take that that was it I take this as a personal insult. It's like, yeah. dude, what has this got to do with your feelings or a, a personal insult? They're literally talking about how dangerous this could be. Like now's not yeah. the time to be playing. Uh, emotional, <laughs> emo- that's basically an emotional abuse card. You're, you're playing weird games with people and it's people's lives that are at the cost of it. It's that fucking, that absolute ego maniac outlook he had on what he was doing. And when you hear about, you know, when you test submarine, it, like, because it, what, he'd done like four or five dives? And, and me, when I heard that at first, I was like, oh, so it was all right then and it's a bit of a freak occurrence. And then when I looked into it further, it's like, no, it's not a freak occurrence. Like many submarines will survive the first like ten dips, but you've got to pressure mm. test them, like you know, dozens and dozens of times before you can say that's something that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna last. But eventually, like you know, the what was it called? Delaminated or deliminated is what happened to the submarine. Like the pressure got compromised because the material it was made out of and and pop. So actually, he didn't have a fucking. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Clue what he was doing. Well, like if someone offered me a bottle of a new drink and said, "Here you go, mate." Four people have drunk this and they've not died. <laughs> I'd still go. Actually, no, nah, mate. I'm all right. I'm fine. I'll go get a coke or something. Like Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he controlled. He controlled the submarine with an Xbox controller, oh, so which crazy. I presume was uh, given to him by Alan Sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I saw that dude, I actually, I when I first saw that picture, I didn't even think that was of the submarine. I was like, "Where's that mm. then?" And I was like, "No, no, that's how he's 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 driving this uh, thing." I don't know if you heard what uh, when, when James Cameron piped up about it, but he was just like, yeah. it's, "Like, how ironic is it that you know you went, you know, there's in the exact same spot in the ocean, there's two tragedies." All on the ground that, that all occurred because of hubris. The Titanic sank because they were saying, "Listen, mate, we can't keep going on this course." And the captain was like, 
yes, we can. It's going to be fine. And the Titanic mm. sunk effectively. And he was getting warned by a lot of people on board, apparently. Uh, don't do that. And then, again, like this guy is like, prior to setting sail, there's all these scientists going, no, I mean, like, the, there's a variety of reasons why this is not sound. And he's like, yeah, no, whatever. So there's two tragedies based on the same thing, you, you know, hubris and the fucking, just the ego of a few dickhead men, basically. Oh, good shout. How infuriating that was. I watched uh, Mission Impossible oh. last night. Oh. There was a little scene at the beginning of a submarine. Oh, really? And they, and they escaped yeah. from it. I mean, as they tried to get to the top of the water, it's frozen. What? What was bleak? Isn't what it? was the sea? Oh right, the whole so, sea. Like there, all like top getting out. I don't know if it was a sea or a lake. I presume it was a sea. I don't know how the sea freezes, but it did. <laughs> and then obviously they're like, was that the end of the out. film? That's rubbish, isn't it? That's, uh, okay. That's it. Yeah. I wish it was the end of the film. Three hours fucking really? long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not really into no, them sort of films. Like them. I'm, 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 Why did you I'm go? Hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the people that wanted to go, I went with. And uh, I, I only go out to the cinema just because I get to eat pick a mix. And uh, so I went and just sat there and chowed down on some pick a mix. Uh, but didn't have time to get a drink. I was quite rushed. And uh, yeah, had too many chocolate raisins. I was really thirsty. It's my evening. <laughs> <laughs> that is more tragic than the Titan submarine yeah, story. I think so. Yeah. Well, I had too many uh, chocolate uh, raisins, and that was a bit of thirsty. First world problems, there, mate. That, Thanks, like, mate. like getting crushed appreciate, in a submarine. I really appreciate your solidarity, fellas. <laughs> Glad you can feel me, pain. Three hours. Um, how many? Speaking of three hours, go, go on, Tom. Sorry, buddy. I was just thinking, how many missions? Is he going to do before it becomes like mission possible? Yeah, mission guaranteed success. Mission completed. Yeah. It yeah. He, 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 oh, I just ain't interested. I just watched it. He was like, oh, I see him on a fucking motorbike again, and like there was a big nod to Steve McQueen. There was him just bombing around on a motorbike across the fields, and I was like, this is great yeah. escape. Like, and uh, yeah, just generally, our old Tom. Cruise now. Uh, I think he's 62. 60? Like, that's the best bit of guesswork ever. Have, have a look. Like, Come on, let's Google um, it. How old is Tom Cruise? Let me just double check that. How old is Tom? Sorry, I just got to delete this search history. Donkey Kong. Get rid of that. Uh, he's 61. Oh, that shit. That's was, was close enough. Needless to, needless to say, you know, the, the, the love interests are half his age. And uh, imagine if that was the other way round. Like fucking Thor heard doing like fucking Mission Impossible on like a stand of stairlift, <laughs> and like, and then all of a sudden some fucking geezer from like Towie comes in and starts fucking smashing yeah. the granny out of her. It'd be like, hang on a minute, what's that all yeah, about? Like, I don't know. It, yeah, a, a lot, a lot of time. If it was Helen Mirren, I mean, all day long, really. She's hot, but yeah, it is a bit of a. Oh, you're basing it on whether they're hot. Yeah, it's all basically. right. On whether or not. What, cool. What yeah. Anyway, sorry. Let's 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 move on from that before I get cancelled. <laughs> any more any more no, just, stuff you want to throw in the mix, Um. Yeah. No. It is. It is a bit weird, isn't it, that they keep doing that. But you know what? I do. Yeah. Also, I quite like the Mission Impossible films. 
And I know that Tom Cruise yeah. might be, I don't know what he's like in real life. I always hear mixed reports on whether he's a diamond geezer or he's he's not. Does it matter? We're never going to meet him, are we? Speak for yourself, mate. I did watch the other Top I watched Top Gun. Did I tell you about this? I watched Top Gun like the other night. The old one. Oh, like yeah. The first did, one. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, A, you remember it being really good, and it's yeah, really not. Shit. Tom, I've got to point out here, mate, that T- Stu's favourite film is Shane. Like, he, he he likes a nice, like, drab, fucking British... Uh... That's not British, but is I do like British, it. Shane? Because I've never watched it. <laughs> well, obviously, Fastbender's in it, but he's oh, set is in he really? America. Oh, okay. I just mm. presumed it was British. Um, so that's, yeah. like, Stu's, like, go-to. He wants to watch... Mm. Don't get me wrong... We all like this is England, but like if as soon as it goes from you know some drab sort of like Mike yeah. Lee, yeah, Shane yeah. Meadows, Ken Loach, like anything like that, miserable kitchen sink drama, the basic like the stuff that's going on next door, that stuff. Mm. That's what I like. I don't want to. I don't want to live in a world of fantasy. I like still Chris. think it comes back to what Tom's asked is why, why, and I, I guess yeah, you could have you could have just got those chocolate coated raisins at home, mate. Yeah, I could have had a drink then. Yeah. Didn't think of that. Okay, I can't um, think of many films that are less Ken Loach than Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's your number three, Tom? My number three is Mr. Burns. <laughs> Great shit. <shout. laughs> Symphony. Because he's, uh, you know, again, he's he's a proper, he's a proper, like, billionaire knobhead. And... He could just do something else. He's got. There's a one episode where he sings a song about his vest. He's got a lovely voice. You know, <laughs> he could. He could be. A, he could be a pop star yeah. by his album. He'd go to Broadway, mm. probably a bit demanding on his body. He could do it. He's. He's. I mean, he's, in fairness, for his age, he's quite sprightly. Isn't he like 104 or something? Yeah. He's our old Mister Burns. I'm gonna guess 104. I'm gonna right. Google okay. it. All Keep right. talking. He's got. He's got. Yeah. He's, uh, he's What's his most cuntish thing he's done then? He tried to block out the sun. That's quite That's, cuntish. Yeah, I mean, wow. That's right up there, I think. I mean, that's... I don't think... But, benefits anyway. Do you think there'd be... Would you think there'd be people on GB News trying to defend him nowadays? <laughs> being like... Skin cancer? Skin cancer's a terrible <laughs> thing. And what he's doing... Well, you got... All you guys moaning about global warming, he's just trying to stop it for a bit <laughs> by, by killing us all. It's fine. Uh, Have you got an answer? Have you got an answer, Hugh? Uh, uh, oh, that's fair play, Tom. Uh, Mr. Burns' extreme old age is a frequent source of humour on the show. He is occasionally referred to as Springfield's oldest resident. In season two, Simpson and Delilah, he told Homer he's 81, or in, uh, although in several episodes later, he's shown to be 104. Wait. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Oh, get in. Do I get a prize? <laughs> Are they all? Uh, yeah, uh, an Xbox controller. Are they all <laughs> like rich people? They're all going to be like. This is my theory. That like mm. vampires. Stu, you're going to have to stick with me on this, mate, because I'm going into the realms of fantasy, right? They're the ones that suck blood. Yeah. Um. Like I like vampires are a thing of fantasy, but with the mega rich now, like getting to the point where technology is just getting that so far ahead. They are going to become the first people to be able to live forever. They're just going to be ghouls. 
they're going to be fucking real life ghouls that just are just you know here here forever. They're going to be the first vampires, man. They probably have to drink blood to to maintain their youth as well. But uh, yeah, so Mr. Burns again, a bit like Scrooge, is a kind of template for it. It's like they they're all going to get to live forever because they can eat all the best food. They're not down. They're not fucking rushing out on Christmas Day to get some bottles of Coke Zero, are they? That. They wouldn't need to. They'll have someone bring it to them. Oh, they've probably got a cellar full of it. I don't drink Coke Zero. I don't see it. I don't. I don't think any rich people are drinking Sunny D, like 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 we do. Like we do. I'm suggesting Sunny D. Can you still get Sunny D? I think it's got a cancer magnet in it. Probably. I don't know. I know that Sunny D was like when it came out. I remember thinking it was this like because it was super American, wasn't it? And it was all very exciting, Sunny D. And then. Then you have a look at it, and everyone did go a bit mental because I think there was literally about fucking five bags of sugar inside every bottle of fucking orange juice. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It certainly weren't good for you. It's like, oh, I'm drinking orange juice. You're not. You know how? You know yeah. that flavour that don't taste like orange juice? Yeah, that's that's because it's not <laughs> orange juice. They've <laughs> <laughs> just put D in the fucking title. Yeah, Mr. Burns is a prick, isn't he? He is, yeah. Do you think there's people that that have managed to sort of set out to be rich and successful and have managed to sustain a level of not being a cunt? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I, I, honestly, I bet I, I, there's loads, I, I, I get, but we just, you know, it's easy to remember the, the monsters in it or, you know, I don't know. There must, there must be one. There must be. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's millionaires. We should maybe ramp that that question to billionaire because there's probably lots of people in this day and age that might have even been given an ass when they were growing up when their mum and dad died that's now worth over a million quid. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, unfortunately, the way that the world is now, a, a million pounds isn't what a million pounds was when we were kids. We, oh, right, it was yeah. like... We've all got you know. a few meals to throw around. Um, well, look, I'll put this into perspective, right? Here's a, here's some rough guesswork for you, right? I think pre-COVID, there was something like uh, not uh, 70 to 90 billionaires in the UK, right? 70 mm. to 90 billionaires. Post-COVID, there's something like double that number. Now, of all these new billionaires post-COVID, how many of them earned that money ethically? Yeah. You look at the PPE scandal is the thing that upsets me beyond anything ever is the PPE scandal. And you look at what happened there and the backhanders and the money that was made and the amount of PPE, the billions of pounds worth of PPE that got wasted um, when nurses weren't getting paid. There's nothing that upsets me more than, than thinking about that. So, yeah, like it's, it's hard to think like, you know, to make those sort of, those record level of profits. You're gonna end up step. You're gonna end up stepping on a few people, aren't you? And there are a few. Like I, I have mixed feelings about Elon Musk. I have mixed feelings, and I'm not sat here championing Elon Musk. But out of them all, there's aspects of his perspe- perspective on life I quite admire, and aspects when you hear about how his workforce is treated in Tesla, which is like, what the fuck? Uh, so yeah, it's tough to shoot. It's a really good question. That I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to throw every rich person under a bus. Um, well, you're only throwing about about 140. <laughs> 140 billionaires under the bus. They can't, Tom. Do you honestly think that you, you can become a billionaire without 
being a bit of a cunt. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's no, possible. It's, I don't oh. think you can, but that's that's why they're all cunts. That's why they're all horrible. Mm. Like I think most normal people, we'd maybe get to a certain amount and then you just share it out and be fine. Like I, I think to just keep getting it and keep wanting to be more and more wealthy. I just don't know what you'd spend it on. You don't. And I, 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 I think, think it's it the human can't. nature, Tom. I reckon it's that, you know, like, I can only compare it in, like, my salary. And when it's gone up or it's gone down over the years, whether or not I'm self-employed or full-time, but I've never really noticed a... When, when it's gone up, I might notice it for a month or two. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got a bit more money. And then very quickly, I'm like, where's all that money going? Okay, it was all going on hookers and cocaine. But, I mean, I, mm. I, I straight away didn't realise what I had. And I think for billionaires, it then becomes mm. a thing of, oh, well, so-and-so, so-and-so's got this yacht. And I now mm. can't be seen I to I also look. love the fact that you tried to proper make out that all your money went on something really exciting like that, when, in fact, it went in the games <laughs> workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I once did a really successful gig and made uh, quite a lot of money out of it. And uh, I, I spent that. Uh, that was one of our block part. You know what we did with uh, Russell Lissack? with block party. Yeah. And I remember like you know saving up like like like, like about a month or two that we'd done off of Russell Lissack. And then I just bought a Warhammer army with it. And I thought, I wonder if that's what all the cool DJs that we work with. I wonder if that's where they're putting their money into. <laughs> You've got to be a little bit oh, man. Fantastic. How big was this this army? I had someone paint it for me. I was too busy, too busy, like. You don't even do the fun bit. I think. Oh, you absolute yeah, lazy shit. You're like one of those people who fucking <laughs> buy a Lego set. You paint so, you, you pay someone to make the Lego for you and go, look, I did that. No, you just fucking. Mate, you, can, you can hire a lot of people on Fiverr for a lot of different things these days. Um, You're going to be next on the list, Chris. You're going to be number two. <laughs> do you know the funny, the, the tragic thing about that, Tom, is that I, I like painting them now, but. Um, I ended up good. That's the point. You're supposed well, to play sort them. Sort of, sort of. There's the hobby side. There's the gaming side. And also, the guy I, I bought the army set off. Uh, I just loved mm. his work as an artist. I thought he was incredible, and I was just like, I'd really like one. But then hard times came along, and I had to sell that army. That broke my heart. Uh, so yeah, I'm back to just being regular old Chris with not enough money to throw around to buy an army set or have someone paint it. Wow. Maybe, yeah. Painting one model at a time now, without the heating on. <laughs> <laughs> if Alan Sugar turned up at your house on Christmas yeah. Day, I know what you'd want to have. He's uh, big old fucking I'd Warhammer. Like Warhammer and Wife and Box Set, please, mate. Just joking. Got it, and I still got a couple of quid to throw about. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you, Tom. Yeah, I, I, it's very difficult to, to to get rich and not fucking step on people. I think at that level. And I used to think, I don't know who else you've got coming up, but I, I won't say this person's name. But there was another one who, and this is why I always think philanthropy's a bit fucking, uh, yeah, I think you can greenwash your own behaviour by going, oh, you know what, I've started this charity. And it's like, okay, so you give a million pounds to that charity. What about the four trillion you've just earned doing really mm. scummy things? So philanthropy can be easily, easily a way to sort of like fog fog the tracks of what you've actually been up to and there's there's someone in particular who i might mention later who i want you to think oh maybe he's not a total bellend and actually he was just at the precipice of information technology when it blew up 
and uh, and then he, it's not his fault. He's like one of the richest men in the world. But the more I hear about him, the more I'm like, oh no, I, I might have had a bit. I might have been a bit too uh, optimistic on that person's nature. Uh, sure, before we go, oh sure, you look like you was going. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I say something there, mate. Bless you! <laughs> Uh, little sneeze there. Um, so I'm just trying. I'm, I'm still racking my brain to see if I can think of a, a billionaire that's that's not a total prick. I can't. Um, well, look, you 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 you've alluded to the fact that you want to talk about one, and you you don't want to sort of uh, throw the name out there just in case Tom's got that person on their list. What's number two, Tom? Number two is all of the members of Coldplay. <laughs> Uh, incredible and it does link kind of directly to what Chris just said the whole kind of making yourself look like a fucking hero when really you're a bit of a bit of a cunt like when they did this whole thing where they said oh we're going to do a tour it's going to be very green and it's all going to it sort of fuel itself through the energy of our fans because we care about the planet. Oh, but we're all getting our own private jets there. Well, we've got we've got four of them. You know what the fuck what, are you doing, four mate? You can't jets. Yeah, yeah. That's I was into you, Chris Martin. And Chris Martin was going how we were going to do a really green thing that's good for the environment on this tour. But they all had their own private jet, and he went and he said, and they questioned him about it. And he kind of went, well, you know, I know what people would say were hypocrites, but you need to. You know, have some personal comfort. So I was like, "Go oh, fuck yourself, That's bullshit, mate. man. That's crazy. That's like saving a baby from a boy burning building, but you're just throwing it out the window, and there's no one below. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sitcom with a really like incompetent fireman that I want to see. It's getting really on here. It's got to go. In fairness, I did. I did save it yeah. first right. <laughs> for ten seconds. That child. That you know what? That baby didn't burn to death. It's not my fault. I couldn't fly. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, oh, that's dear, so oh, fucking dear. cheeky. That so cheeky, and they're just annoying. They're just so annoying, Coldplay, and their songs are so boring and and. <laughs> Oh, like, like I don't know. I mean, you might, Stu might know them. He, you might have already talked to Chris Martin. Have you talked to Chris <laughs> Martin on your other podcast? I spoke to Chris Martin on the radio once. I phoned in and got to speak to him. What did you say? Uh, it was when, uh, well, it was quite weird. I phoned in XFM. Like this would have been about two thousand and two or three when, like Coldplay, they just released Russia right, Blood, yeah. and. Uh, Trans- full transparency, right? I-, I really like the first two records, right? And uh, so anyway, I ring in Zoe Ball on XFM because there's a quiz to win something like a grand if you-, you ring in and you answer this question. And I knew the question. I was sitting at the toothbrush doing like whatever I was doing and I was like, oh, I'm going to ring in. 
And because uh, I told you, I, I used to ring in all quite regular. Yeah, you like rang me, in. Christian O'Connell, and I got and the speech to randomly dial numbers, wouldn't you? you just had a conversation at the start. Uh, uh, obviously, growing up in the eighties, he used to do it all the time. Whoever picked like, up, Stuart would go, "Is this Chris Martin from Coldplay?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> High risk strategy, but paid off. <laughs> I, I only I only rang in when it was cool people. Like I spoke to Andy McNabb. That was fucking cool, mm. right? Uh, but I did ring up uh, Zoe Ball. She's answered the phone and, and she's introduced me like as as the person that's ringing for this quiz. And then as I've gone to answer the question, she's gone, oh, Chris Martin's just walked in. Hi, Chris. Uh, and then I've just gone, can I say hello to Chris? And so she's put me on the phone to Chris Martin. And I was going to watch Coldplay that night with my mate Nick. And I went, I'm coming to watch you tonight. And he went, oh, yeah. I went, yeah. Can you dedicate Shiver to me, please? Uh, and he went, yeah, all right. And he did. That's <laughs> um, and then I went, oh, great. I'll look forward to it. See ya. And put the phone down. Didn't answer the question and win a grand. <laughs> but you had Chris Martin call your name out, eh? At Wembley mm-hmm. Arena. Yeah. Right. And you paid um, a grand for that privilege, yeah, yeah. effectively. I, do you know what? I've never looked at it like that. It's took the edge off that story, really, Tom. <laughs> You'll never be rich, you fucking idiot. I'll never be rich. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, I mean, have either of you watched the Head Full of Dreams, that the Coldplay no. film that's on Amazon no. Prime? No, why would I do that to myself? Well, I, I, I would suggest you do. Right, because it's actually, I know lots of people that really don't yeah. like Coldplay. Right, I've not particularly liked anything they've done yeah. for years. This story, their mate, who's their manager, started documenting them when they were at college, and it documents their first ever gig at the Dublin Castle. And he says, "This time next year, we're going to be playing Glastonbury Brian, private chairs," and then. And then fast forwards to a year and they're playing Glastonbury and then Chris Martin, only some small stage, then says this time next year we're going to headline Glastonbury and a year to the day they headline Glastonbury. And it's it's just it's quite interesting, the, the band dynamic and all of that. And yes, it probably doesn't touch on, on, on uh, you know, the, the environment a little bit. And, it, it, you know, it... I'm 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 not bigging up Chris Martin at all, but that that film is worth a watch, and it's free on if you've got Prime. I would suggest it. It's a really interesting watch, even if you don't like the band. Um, just seeing a band dynamic of like band become the biggest band in the world and don't all fucking fall out and sue each other. It's quite an interesting because there's five members of Coldplay, not four, and you find out about the fifth member as well, which is quite interesting. Well, they they um, don't fall out because they've all got their own private jet. Exactly. I didn't realise that. Fuck that film. Fuck them guys. <laughs> that was interesting. That was like you had a, a rush of blood to your head there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, but I do think it's it, he. It's impossible. It's also. It, I'll ask: is, is it possible to be a billionaire and not be a cunt? Is it possible to be as in the biggest band in the world and not be a cunt? Look at Bono. You know. And look at Chris Martin, and I mean, I don't know. I think I think also Dave Grohl got it right. Yeah, Dave Grohl's come quite close to being quite massive and still being really quite well loved. Um, but the bigger you get, you can't. You're going to attract detractors. That makes sense, and mm. you know, and also a bit, a bit of jealousy and a bit of, and also when you're that public, 
Imagine, imagine if, like, imagine if the packs followed me for more than 24 hours. I would be in jail. Before, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, we all do, like, we, we all do sort of, like, we all have a not-so-fine moment. So I was, getting caught, getting, what are you... I was getting caught up on my head, head, headphone there, mate. Sorry. Yeah, we all no, have... no, what, what you do? What you, what you doing every 24 hours, that means oh, you'd be I'm, in jail. I'm exaggerating, mate. Probably every week. No, I don't, what oh. I really mean by this is that um, we all do shit like kind of fuck Drinking up. on the bus. Yeah, exactly. We all fuck up masturbating in our dad's offices. And if that hit the papers, no, no one would really be, no human being would be particularly consistently covered in glory. You, you, you hang around in the media for long enough, you're going to end up coming up a crocker. And the bigger you are, the more people want to find that story about you. Um mm. And it's also hard to know what Bono's really like unless you meet and hang out with him for for a long time. It's just opinion of opinion. Um, mm. But then you judge. You have to judge people by their actions. The things that you just said about Coldplay for doing that. You're not good or bad because of one thing you did. Um, but you know it is also quite a big statement to 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 do something like that and think, yeah, okay. It, you, you're sort of like. You sound very, you sound very inauthentic when you say we're going to do something for this reason, but it's on really shaky ground, like what you said about Coldplay doing something that's green, but actually you're getting four private jets. That's just beyond bizarre. That is mental. Like, why have they got four private jets? Surely Coldplay just need one. Depends where they all live. Like, well, they don't do that. They could just get on an aeroplane, but. Um, I mean, four private jets is fucking taking the piss, isn't it? I mean, that's a lot of money, isn't it? You could do a lot with that. Um, oh, I don't know. Do, do are they duty banned to to give a lot of money to think? Oh, do they give a lot? Oh, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to know. But uh, yeah, I, I would not want to be Chris Martin or Bono or anyone of that level of fame because fucking hell, you are being scrutinised and you one slip up and. And you are fucked. Like, I, has James Corden not been fucking? He has been though. I mean, done. like, for he's he's named James Corden's name's mud anywhere you look. Yeah, but he's still on the yeah. fucking telly everywhere, isn't he? I would love you to be Chris Martin, Stu. I think that'd be great. I can't sing. No, but that'd make it even funnier. Mm. Like, if it's the O2 Arena, Coldplay come out, and it's just you singing "Yellow" for a bit. <laughs> Yeah. I could do that. I think I could do that. I think that. Uh, I think I'll bring the. I worked there, in a clothes shop when that record came out. Do I get a jet? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, you get your own yeah, jet. Yeah, yeah, with your name on it. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Do you want to? Do you want to sing yellow for us now? Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. That's all right, isn't it? Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Tears in my eyes. Where's, my, where's my fucking jet, Tom? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I want to take Coldplay off the list after that performance. <laughs> we, oh, we are fantastic. on the top spot. Who yeah, yes. is the prime prime rib of bricks? Um, oh, am I doing this now? Oh, we all. Oh, we don't have to. We could. What we what we tend to do. Well, just just because well, while you're here, it would make sense. We could catch up tomorrow, well, just, but just, let's just do it. 
No, I didn't, I didn't mean that. I meant because <laughs> normally, normally, I'm gonna I think, keep, Tom. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep you on tender. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm going to leave it for a whole year. You're going to have to really wait for this number one. Normally, Tom, we have done this in a slightly different format to some of the other comedians because we've got so involved in talking about these knobheads. Normally, we split it up with chats about what's coming up for Fringe and stuff like that. So maybe we should actually take a step back. Let's have a breather. Let's have a panic. That's why I was confused. Yeah. I've done my research. Yeah. I've listened to Helen Bauer calling you a cunt and all that stuff. <laughs> and usually in that episode, there's a bit where you go, oh, before you number one, what's happening at the Fringe? And then I go, oh, the Fringe? I didn't think you were going to mention Helen it. Helen Bauer and we... picked a shit po- top five, mate, and you didn't. That's the difference. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't upset her enough so far, have you? Still digging in. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about Fringe. What, what's co- uh, what? What is the? What is your show called? What are you calling it, mate? Well, my show this year is called This Time Next Year Will Be Millionaires, mm-hmm. and it is about um, sort of growing up in a very sort of working or benefit class household and not having much money. And the premise of the show is that this year I'm going to try and make myself a millionaire, uh, but really it's just fucking about and joking about the fact there's um, loads of nonsense going on in the world and just joking about my family and it's just uh, that sort of stuff. Amazing, man. Where did, where did you grow up? I grew up near Watford. Right, yeah. So that kind of uh, Hemel Watford kind of area. Yeah. No, pretty well, pretty well, mate. Yeah, it's it, 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 all these towns that orbit the M25, like Watford and Basildon. They all have similar sort of vibes, don't they? I, I think like how, how they've been built. Yeah, well, I all nice. think, I think yeah, no, I was, <laughs> absolutely, Stu. I was, I was about to say there's a stereotype that oh, it's down south, so it must be nice. It's, I know there's a lot of shitholes here yeah. that I think people don't realise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what venue are you going to be at, Tom? I'm at the Free Sisters. Um, it's at six thirty. You can get in for free or pre-book in advance. Um, and it's from August the third to the twenty seventh. I think that's right. Figured off the top of my head here. That's probably. I mean, just look on the Ed Fringe website and search my name. Yeah, and we'll also share all those bits and pieces and details when when this podcast comes out. Yeah, that'd be well. lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think, given the nature of your podcast today, mate, and your uh, the nature of your show on Fringe, do you think we're just fucked now? Do you think we've gone past the point of safe return as, as a human race? Do you think, like, really? I'm not saying all, let's all give up and just start going on the rob and, you know, doing whatever we want and shooting up heroin, but do you think we're fucked? Oh, it does sound good, it though, does mate. Sound I, great, we man. Do I mean, that's what I'm doing. Once Boring. I turn 80, no, there's no... I, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to just appear to any rule. Why eighty as an as an arbitrary number? I think you got to pick. You got to pick a number, and at that point, I'm like, if I'm still here at eighty, I'll be shooting heroin and doing all. Yeah. Doesn't as soon matter, as you're eighty, we're going to film you for twenty four hours a day because that's going to be fucking wild. Eighty <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous. You'll be an absolute. You'll be shot to fucking pieces be, by the time you're sixty five. That'll be twenty first of October, twenty sixty. Book your tickets. For my yep. absolute <laughs> desire, you're right, mate. Sixty-five. I very much doubt. Just on your birthday, he's up, pants down, walking Do you know, outside, <laughs> scaring old ladies. 
Do you know what I thought you was going to ask Tom, Chris? When you said like, um, uh, you know, we've we, we've what the plan, you know, we've how the world is now, and and the nature of your top five, and and what your your show's based about. I thought you was going to ask Tom if he become a millionaire <laughs> after this show. Would he be yeah. a cunt? Do you think you'd be a cunt if you was a millionaire? No, I don't. I think I'd probably give most of it away because I'm I'm so used to always being skinned. I think Living it would scare me and. I wouldn't know what to do with it. I would. I would probably just buy mum and dad the house, um, give some to my brother, and then go back to being skin. I wouldn't like it. I'd really, I'd really hate it because I just, I'd like some maybe to have like as a, you know, safety net or something. But I, I wouldn't be comfortable with the idea of having that much money. It would make me feel a bit because you just have such a, a weight on your shoulders. Going, oh, what good can I do with this? Maybe. Especially now I've done with this. Especially now I've done this podcast. I put myself on a pedestal where people are going to go. Oh, <laughs> everyone will be looking at you. He better be a fucking hero when he gets a million, and I'm going to be like, oh, fine, I'll try my best. You're going to turn into Mark Carroll. You're going to fucking have loads of gold chains over your neck, mate. Doing donuts in your monster truck in your back garden. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't spend it on like a wicked like. You wouldn't spend most of it on like a like a, a ten thousand collection. Yeah, ten thousand point orc army then. <laughs> No, I'm all right without that, actually, uh, mate. I think I, I think I can live happily without those little plastic I figures think, that I pay someone else to pay. I think, I think, I just don't want you to answer that rapidly. So let me have mull over that over the next few weeks and then come back to me and, and say, actually, I wouldn't mind a little custodies army. I get it. It's fine. We'll, we'll do. We'll want that. Are you trying to sell this on eBay at the moment, Chris? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm broke. <laughs> I've got another artist to paint them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't help but think that I don't think I'd be a massive cunt but I think if someone just gave me a million quid the idea of just giving it all away oh, mate, I mate I'd have no problem me and one of my best mates Mark we've always said we I don't know when they say oh you'd be bored if you were rich just there's no way I'd be bored if I was rich I, I know that I'd be I'd die quickly that's a given but I wouldn't be bored <laughs> I'd buy that Winnie Bay going, I'd just fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And anyway, you talking about you wouldn't be a, become a cunt. Do you mean you wouldn't become as more of a cunt? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I think lot, I'd become a massive a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My bad. Um, <laughs> what's at the top, Tom? Number Who's one. Who's the biggest, richest cunt? <laughs> Boris Johnson. Oh. He's a fucking he really cunt. Is. I've heard he's. I've heard he's a fucking yeah. cunt. I've heard he's still a fucking cunt as well. Yeah. Because yeah. he's someone who, and again, there's always new cunty things that come out about him. Yeah. Seem everything every single fucking month or every week or whatever. And like, there was a thing recently that said that he lied when he said he was nearly dead with COVID, which of course he fucking did. Everyone knew he lied, but because I did think when. He said, oh, I almost died of COVID. In my head, I was like, oh, this could be your Scrooge moment. Let's bring it back to number one. Yeah. This could be your Scrooge mm, moment yeah. where you nearly die of COVID. You're saved by the NHS nurses and then it changes your life. You become a decent person and you actually do good with your role as PM and you actually look after the NHS who saved you. And it's like, no, he just lied about it and he's still a cunt and he's still shitting on everything. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's such That's a good point, Tom. Like, 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 like. Of all the people who had the opportunity to go down in history as a true legend, like when you when these when these mm. when these prime ministers or presidents, for example, and, and and you could pick this for 
almost you can pick any country in the world and, and use this as the same example. When they're under their most challenging part, like they could actually come come good. There was aspects of like it's so funny, like with Trump, who is obviously like um you know, pretty much a dirty word, a, a guy who has, has created so many catastrophes. But he said something right when, when, in his run. He was like gonna, he was gonna do something with the rust states. He kept saying, "Make America great again." I am gonna bring employment back to the rust states, and I thought there is there is things he could do. Like he could literally employ them all into green renewable technology, re-pump, get loans, bank loans, because that's what they do anyway. But for war, pump that into creating green energy, car factories, uh, you know. All, all these things that, that that they could then literally remap America, uh, functioning on, on, on green energy, and he would have done that, and he would have been a hero. And like Boris during COVID, could have done so many great things, but instead they, you know, most of the time they just take the shortcut out. Like you know, you look at Rishi and, and his wife and what they did during the, the the times of PPE, the money that was got that's been made, every opportunity these people have to sort of like be great. They actually become scumbags, and then I then I sit there wondering, Tom, like they are all humans. This is the thing that we all share. Is is do we all have a price? And we just don't know. You know, you sit there saying, like, I, I generally believe you when you say about the money. Like, yeah, I, I generally think some of us would just be like, no, that's really not for me. Like mentally, it wouldn't be good for me. And I think that's a, a you know could be a, a, a wise choice. I don't think I would be. I just wonder how much more of a cunt I would be the money and um, is there a Boris Johnson inside of me as well I mean not physically well that's a horrible sentence mm. to say oh I hope not I've got a, there's a number there's a number Tom where he more than happy to bang me I'm sure what is that number Stu what would I let him take me for <laughs> this is going to be how another Scrooge McDuck moment you're going to guess the number <laughs> Yeah, just a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. Mm. Come in. Um, Yeah. I'm not doing it for a turkey, Shu. How much, how much would you want, like, off of, of, uh, you know, the, the Johnson Empire to let him just have a little go on you? Well, selfishly... I want a cool ten million. What? All right, okay, five hundred thousand. But I've got to make. I've got to sound right. not so wow, cheap. Wow, that came down very, yeah, very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Which also, <laughs> if you we were doing, we were studying the art of uh, bartering on one of these podcasts not that long ago, Tom. Yeah. And the the the, the, the amount you reduce by it, you'll reduce it three times more. That so basically mm. by that logic, I'd let him fuck me for free. But maybe. Um, but by that logic, you'd be paying him. Oh, surely. him yeah, oh, he's made more money out of this. That's he's smart, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I just want all I'd want is really is a mirror to be held up to his soul, and he 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 realizes he is morally bankrupt. Beyond anyone, anyone who has ever, ever been, as if he don't know I that. Don't, as if he no, don't, I don't know, know that. that he does, you. I think once I think once you get to a certain point of lying, and I we we've met people like this, right? Once you're a compulsive liar, the, you believe everything. You pretty much start to believe what you say. Actually, believe what you're saying. It's not a it's not you a get cliche. Into bed at night and it's shut not your a cliche. Eyes. 
And it's not just a, a thing that a, a phrase of speech. It's the they believe what they're saying half the time. Like he's fucking deluded. He's beyond deluded. He's morally bankrupt and he's detestable. Tom, I hate I hate that man so much now for what he's done. And I think look, also, look, look what you've done, Tom. Well done. I'm so sorry. You've proper upset him there. I mean, if it makes you feel better, he'll let you pay you for sex. <laughs> no, he'll let you pay him for sex. Would that cheer you up? How much would you, how much would you want? He's just uh, going to put the tip in, just, the just tip. for a little bit. Well, well, um, it's well lubed as well. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> no, no, because I think you'd catch something cool almost certainly. Oh. Like, it'd be a death sentence. <laughs> There's going to be all sorts on there. Fucking hell. It probably is. But you've already you've, you've already had a big kiss with him anyway, so like oh, that's that's really? all done and dusted. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. part of the deal. I'm not kidding. Would... No, I know, I'm but not like, you're not just going to go know, straight I'd in, are you? He's dicking me than put kissing. I mean, honestly, I think I'd rather. But I can stay at, like at least an inch away from him then, fully folded over a fucking his leather <laughs> Chesterfield sofa, <laughs> and I can hope it was some. I can hope it was Brad Pitt. But kissing Boris Johnson, <laughs> kissing <laughs> Boris Johnson, I can't think of anything worse. All right, so you, you've haggled yourself down to to, uh, to five hundred grand for him to just just yeah, to yeah. put the end in. Uh, how, how much? Because he, he, you know he, he, he's a romantic. You know you've seen how many wives and kids he's got. Like you know he's he's a romancer. Like he, he wants to have a little kiss and cuddle with you as well before and after. How much? Oh, that that now, and now it's gone. Now it's you know, like you know, I think now we've gone into sort of like emotions, haven't we? And I don't really kiss. Well, I don't really okay. kiss when All I'm, right. uh, you know, paying. I'm getting paid for sex. Name your price, got, mate. No, you got to have. I've got. I've got a big wallet. <laughs> you got to have. I just want to kissy, listen, kissy, kissy. Come have, on, you got to have standards. <laughs> Ten million for that. All right, another fifty quid. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh dear, that was like the sequel to Indecent Proposal. <laughs> Fucking hell, brilliant! If you bought it, yeah. If you hired Indecent Proposal off a wish, that's the video that would turn up. It's a big fucking haggling session between the fucking Johnson Empire and you, just going on around the back no, of no, Pixie Market you before you just go to a travel lodge. Me more in all this. <laughs> Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I think we've definitely sort of realised that I don't think there is a billionaire on the planet that isn't a mm. cunt, right? Fair I think we're all in agreement Pretty, that yeah, that's I probably agree. the case. The world doesn't need billionaires, does it? Really? No one needs to be a no. billionaire. You can't spend that amount of money, mate. This comes back to what you said, Tom. There's no way of spending that money. So you don't really need it. Hmm. So one thing we can draw from this is that we can clarify that there's at least 140 cunts in <laughs> <Yeah>. the UK. <laughs> okay. Tom, Fantastic. it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Cheers. Thank you for having me on. It's been lots of fun. I'm, I'm sorry that it um, ended up with you agreeing to have sex with Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> He's got I'm bills to pay, to pay, Tom. Mate, I've got Warhammer <laughs> armies to, on order. And they're not going to paint themselves. Oh, they are. What's cost me so much money? Tom, have a wonderful time at, at the Fringe. Uh, I, I hope that it's everything you want and more. Um, remind us of the name of the show and remind us where people can come and watch you. This time next year, it will be Millie 
Ian Ayres is at the Three Sisters at 6.30 every day throughout the month. I'm not even taking a day off. So if you're up there, come along. You can come for free. Uh, tell me you came from this podcast and I will give you a prize. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know what the prize is. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Thanks loads, Tom. We're going to press stop. Don't go anywhere. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.